rolling. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Sid. I'm Julia. And this week's episode is, 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 telekinesis real? Is, 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 is. Well, I ended it like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, I was I, trying to introduce it, it but then it starts with is, so now it's like is, is. So the title... We are doing an episode called... Called, thank you. There we go. Called... Or this week's question. (laughs) No, see, it still doesn't work. All right, the title... Okay, title... Colon. (laughs) Is telekinesis real? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) We need all of that? Anywho, is it... Are you going to um, tell me? That's up for debate. So we'll get into it. But before we start, I'm pretty sure the last episode, well, it was Wandering Minds, and we talked about some Netflix shows and everything, and you told me to go watch Fool Me Once. Yes. I did binge it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I definitely can say I didn't see the outcome ahead of time, which usually... I've seen so many and read so many books that I can usually guess what's going to happen. Right. All the twists. And this one I didn't. So that's good. I was impressed with that. Mm-hmm. It actually got me. Um, and it was good. It's just, there was something, something a little off for me. I don't know if it was just too much squished into the eight episodes. Too dramatic. It, it too something. Fast. There was something that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what it was. It yeah. was good. I also couldn't stop looking at the main character's lips. She has definitely, like, some lip filler going on. Which oh, is fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was really pretty, though. Yeah. But I couldn't, like... What the hell? Did you hear that? What was that? I don't know. I've never heard that noise... It was some kind of ...in buzzing. my life in my house. It might have just been, like, that bush that's outside the window. Like a twig, maybe. Girl, what could have got a bug? Oh, it could be a bug. Because there's bugs in January. I hope that little buzzing picked up so they're not like, what are they talking about? They have no idea. There was like a weird buzz. It kind of sounded like in movies when like someone's buzzing into an apartment. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought I heard it again. Anywho. I really liked it because I couldn't predict the outcome. Mm-hmm. At first I thought, and then it completely changed your mind. I yeah. Feel. And we won't give any spoilers. In case no. You want to go watch it. It is good. I would recommend watching it. I but would. I see what you mean. But there was, yeah, for me, there was something I'm just like, I don't know. I think it's, it was like the first show I found in a while. So I binged it. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah. I think the cat must have got something. Mm-hmm. You think so? <laughs> um, have you ever watched Fargo? No, I haven't. I just started. I heard that's good. It's slow at first. Yeah, yeah. It took me, like, the first episode was, like, an hour, and Mm. it probably took me three days because I was just, like, I'm stopping it. I'm bored. Yeah. And I did it when I was tired, but I'm liking it now that I'm into it more, but it's still slow, and I don't know. It's wild. It's based on a true story, though. Yeah, I think I do. That's why I, like, keep... going to keep it on Plus, there's... He never does it. <laughs> Plus, there's five seasons. So I'm like, oh, wow. oh there, there has to be more to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah. I'm still watching Outlander. I'm on second season. Still reading the first book. But the problem, like, I've had a really tough time focus-wise. So, like, I have six different books in progress. I just bought another book yesterday. I can't do that. And I'm reading that one now. And I actually really like this one. I'm hoping to get through this one. 
entirely before I go back to any other books. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't used to have this problem, but like I definitely have some kind of issue focusing now yeah. that I I can't. Well, that's my like I could start six different books, but I'm not going back and balancing them. Yeah, I just like go on something and then I'm over it and then on right. to the next. Yeah, so like my nightstand is just a stack of books right now. How do you keep them all straight? I mean, they're all different. I don't know. Huh. Well, anywho. <laughs> anyway, that's my life. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. So this was uh, a friend of mine, a Wyatt's, it's also Wyatt's cousin, but she mentioned to me, so she, her and her husband also listen to the podcast. So no, I don't think every episode, but like they pop in here and there. The... Elizabeth Battery one, mm-hmm. right? Battery? Battery. Battery. Um, the Vampiress. Mm-hmm. The Blood Countess. The Blood Countess. Um, that episode, which was really cool, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. Um, My the little sister loved that one. Yeah? Yeah. So, Leah, um, she mentioned to me, she was like, she's like, have you ever heard of the band Ghost? Which I love Ghost. Mm-hmm. Love them. I'm like, yes. And she's like, there's a song called Elizabeth that's about Elizabeth Bathory. I'm like, really? what? So I had to go back and listen to it. I thought it was interesting. So go check it out, I guess. It's called Elizabeth. Just Elizabeth. Okay. Um, they might pronounce it Elizabeth because they're like Swedish, but um, mm. that's the title. It's like on an, on an earlier album. So it's an older song. So I hadn't heard it because I got into them more recently on their newer songs. So I didn't know that that existed but i thought that was really really cool i'm gonna give you she a break for one episode so we really don't get sued oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> yes look it up so it's ghost elizabeth check it out um, yeah so thanks leah for bringing that up <laughs> anyway let's get back to the episode so like i said is telekinesis real so as a child or even you know currently as an adult have you ever caught yourself trying to like can i move something with my mind all the time okay good all so the like, time i still do that yeah. i'm like please remote control please just like sometimes, fly over to my hand from the couch sometimes okay. i like sit in my car and i close my eyes and i like manifest and i snap my fingers hoping that i can just yeah be in a place which that's, that's more different just magic teleportation. But I do that a lot. Yeah. But yeah, when <laughs> you ever be like in the bathtub, mm-hmm. you're like, shit, I forgot something. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, yes. And just like want it to and hit like, my hand. Because sometimes, if you believe, sometimes people's powers come later in yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all just fucking energy, right? Mm hmm. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> when How shit if something like came Dude. in my hand right now? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I would say we'd quit and we were going to like. We'd be like, yeah, we're gonna, I don't know, go make some money somehow. Yeah. Or just manifest the money from a bank. Just bring it in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely did that too. And so I'm like, let's do an episode about it because I just think it'd be fun because there's so many different kinds of psychic abilities. I'm like, let's just focus on telekinesis for this one. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to get into like telepathy and um, like, you know, premonitions and yeah, well, different kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this one's just telekinesis. So specifically moving things with your mind. Okay. So telekinesis is also known as psychokinesis. And that's definitely more commonly used now as psychokinesis. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I didn't either before looking into this. And it, like, I don't think I've heard of it. But like I said, it's it refers to the ability to move or manipulate objects with the mind without using any physical interaction. So you're not touching anything. You're just using it with the power of your mind. Right? Mm-hmm. And telekinesis itself, it the, the word is from ancient Greek. It, it stands for like, or, you know, means far off and motion. So like an object far away moving it basically that's the root words for telekinesis so did the greeks name it or they used the words from ancient no i don't think it's it's not that old because i was like no if they made that if they like defined that no term then that is it's real (laughs) yeah no it's not that old it's just that they used the words i don't actually know who created the definition of it or like the word for it but that's what I found. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, like I said to Julia earlier, I'm winging this episode. I don't know if I have to mention that. Like we wing most episodes, but I was like, gonna say they're like, wait, you I'm, play another one? <laughs> no. But so I had these notes written up a while ago. I'm just now coming back to it, and I didn't mm-hmm. reread prior to the episode starting. So we're just gonna go ahead and see what happens. See what okay? you did, all right? We'll see what happens because there's definitely some things I wrote here that I don't remember writing. So that's nothing new. Um, so telekinesis is considered a hypothetical psychic ability, nothing actually proven. The topic is generally regarded as pseudoscience and there isn't any reliable evidence that it's a real phenomenon. There's no evidence, like there's no video evidence. Reliable. Okay. So the experiments that have been done to prove its, its existence have historically been criticized due to lack of proper controls and repeatability. So whenever you're doing... A scientific experiment they want controls they want you to be able to have the same variables mm-hmm. nothing changing like it's just or like no variables i guess like it's the same thing over and over again to see if you get the same results right and, and you can keep repeating it like keep repeating and with psychic abilities you're not going to get that because it's not always you know getting the same outcome over and over again mm-hmm. and you can't just always make it happen you know what i mean yeah so that's why it's considered to be like no evidence right right that Mm -hmm. i guess that makes sense but are they saying that there has been times where someone in a scientific experiment has been able Mm -hmm. to do it just not enough to make it like okay because when you do you know drug trials Mm -hmm. right you want like a shit ton yeah of the same outcome before you're going to approve something right usually mm-hmm. <laughs> um there are times mm-hmm. when that doesn't like you happen. have some that it works perfectly and they're like okay we're on a roll but then if you get too many bad outcomes they're not going to move forward with something or they're not going to consider it like they'll think that those one-offs were just flukes mm-hmm. right because you can't keep repeating the same outcome right so that makes sense same thing mm-hmm. it's just wild that it has happened Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that people actually tested all these things. So to be able to be brought... Because you would have had... It, it would have had to have happened prior for you to reach out to a scientist or mm-hmm. to a an doctor. experiment or mm-hmm. doctor or whatever to be then in a trial to show it. Mm-hmm. Or are they just pulling random people? There's probably two different ones because they mm-hmm. probably do pull people and be like this is how you can summon energy mm-hmm. you know can you 
try to move objects. Yeah. And then other people, they hear about it before. and they're like, oh, hey, let's come, let's test you to see if you're legit. Huh. Yeah. Some of the physics physics behind it. So the ideas of telekinesis violate several well-established laws of physics, obviously. I mean, what we know, what we know, right? So some of those some of those laws and do not ask me what the laws are. I'm just going to give you the names and that's it. I'm glad you started with that. Okay? <laughs> Don't ask me. Do I not. saw the first one and I was no. immediately going to be like, "What is that?" All right. <laughs> no. So some of the laws that telekinesis will violate is First one is inverse square law. Don't fucking ask me. Next one is second law of thermodynamics. Okay. Again, don't ask me. Last one is conservation of momentum. I can't even put context clues together no. for them. I, I tried looking up the first one and I'm like, all right, I kind of understand, but there's no way I'm going to explain it. Mm-hmm. So look it up yourself. And uh, it's a lot of math. Yeah. You know I, I mean? immediately just seeing the... Yep. The diagrams or whatever, yeah. So, look it up yourself. Maybe YouTube some videos if you really want to learn. But that's a whole different line. (laughs) Bottom line is telekinesis violates some of these laws, which... It It makes sense, sense, but then it's like, don't ask me to describe it more than what I just read Mm -hmm. definition-wise. You know what I mean? Right. And because of it violating these physics, or these laws of physics... That's why scientists demand such a high standard of evidence for telekinesis hmm. to see if it's real. Because they're like, it's literally defying a law of physics. Like, you need to give me more proof that this is legit. But we as humans defy laws of physics all the time, right? Like, that's how we get into space. Or am I being stupid by saying that? Right? I don't or know. Or we're using physics to break the... <laughs> I don't know. It's too much for my brain right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I see what you mean. And I mean, I'm wrong. People are probably screaming right now that what I said is just doesn't line up. But don't they say that like we defy the laws of physics all the time? Yeah, but but not to this that is extent. Different. You know what I mean? That's this like is like magic, into a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> And some little tidbits that I found. So in 1984, the U.S. Army Research Institute requested that the United States National Academy of Sciences form a panel to assess the best evidence for telekinesis. So the the Army Research Institute wanted this panel to start researching this and get evidence of this. Okay. This was in the 80s. This was in the 80s. Okay. Part of its purpose was to investigate military applications of telekinesis, of course. So an example, they wanted to be able to remotely jam or disrupt enemy enemy (laughs) weaponry. Could you imagine how wild war would be? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like of course that's what you want to do. I'm like a witcher when they like, you know, go to stop. Did you watch the... I didn't watch the latest season. I didn't love it as much. I never got yeah. through it. But, but it still makes like, me think of X-Men because I feel like they yeah. did that in some things. I don't know. But could you imagine just having a team of of psychics on your No, that like, would change on your side, just the like at the front lines, like jamming everyone's weapons on the opposing side and 
you're just slaughtering them. But of course, it's what they fucking go to yeah. is that. They're well, like, I how can that... we slaughter more people? When you said the U.S. Army, I was like, well, we all know what they want it for. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's history, but. Right. Yeah, that would just be not good. Mm-mm. The worst type of warfare. Right. Yeah. So I I wasn't surprised when I read that, but I was like, come on. But it's still interesting that they actually wanted a panel for him to investigate it. Again, though, are they investigating when just, like, random members of society or people who are showing that they might have I don't know these energetic powers? Um, Was it the, that new recruit, those new recruits that year, hey, you're going into this experiment, or... I would think that they probably, yeah, took a handful of people and they're like, hey, this is how you can do this. I mean, unless they have lists of people like yeah. that they are aware of. That... Yeah, like parents who brought their kids into the doctors. Mm-hmm. I was like, my kid moved. I told them we couldn't have a cookie and they got a cookie in their hand. Mm-hmm. And they just make notes and it goes into like a database. Maybe. I'm sure there's tons of shit that they have lists of that no one even knows they're on the list <laughs> um, with this panel that they formed they ended up taking testimonies from various military staff who believed in the phenomenon and made visits to the pair laboratory which is the princeton engineering anomalies research lab that's what pair stands for okay and two other labs and um these labs would study parapsychology which would be not just telekinesis, but other, like, psychic abilities. Okay. And these labs claim that they had positive results from micro-telekinesis experiments, so, like, small experiments that they did. But the panel ultimately concluded that there was no scientific evidence for the existence of telekinesis. And I assume because they just didn't have enough to say, hey, this is legit. This is... Mm -hmm. Versus just, like, flukes. The the wow words, you. <laughs> there's probably no way we could ever get like the results or like see the reports. But how cool! I know. Just to see, like, if someone can leak that, mm-hmm. please do. I want to see yeah. it. I want to see that it. Wild. So there wasn't like a a ton of like whenever you look into telekinesis, there really isn't a ton out there mm-hmm. as far as research and history goes right nothing because there's nothing because mm-hmm. they solidifies it yeah. right but so i did compile a little list of some people that claimed to have telekinetic telekinetic oh my god we're doing well telekinetic it's the it's the cream bourbon that i'm drinking mm-hmm. in my coffee currently my coffee got cold quick but mine too still good doesn't matter i know so um but yeah so i have a list of some people that claim to have telekinetic abilities so we're going to jump into this. So one of the most famous individuals associated with telekinesis, his name is Yori Geller. He's born in 1946. He's still alive. And so this was this guy was the spoon vendor. So I did I do have some pictures there if you can see him. I see them. Yeah, the one photo it looks like when he's younger. Oh yeah, it's black and white. Is like the spoon bent right at where the handle meets like the spoon. <laughs> well, he has a then spoon, a, a knife, a fork, and a hair comb. That, uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know, metal comb or I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's not, it doesn't look bent to me, so I don't know what that, what that is. But hmm. 
So he's an Israel British illusionist, magician, TV personality, and self proclaimed psychic. Geller gained fame in the 1970s for her, his alleged ability to bend spoons and keys with his mind. However, the demonstrations were often criticized, and scientists and magicians, like other magicians, suggested that his feats could be explained through sleight of hand rather than paranormal abilities. Yeah, I'd have to watch it. Yeah. But if he's holding it at the bottom and it's bending up at the top, are you just finding the right pressure points? To could be. You could be, like, heating it up prior. Maybe it's not like a... Maybe it's like a weak metal and you're heating it up beforehand to the point where... When you timing especially thing, with it could just be like a spoon with weight or something mm-hmm. if you're heating up just at that point and then you're holding it yeah or maybe way. it's legit i don't know why just spoons though well like tested on and keys. knives keys though well, other things could be like yeah what else is metal <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anything else is metal <laughs> i'm not sure yeah but other things than a spoon <laughs> yeah i don't know i I don't know why that specifically. Yeah, I'm just like um, looking at how these are bent. The heat, I can see maybe the heat thing. Mm-hmm. He has to have videos. If he's still alive, he probably started a whole YouTube thing. Probably. Something that's funny, though, Under he did hypnosis, went under hypnosis one point, and he claimed that he was sent to Earth by extraterrestrials from a spaceship 53,000 light years away. Do we know what area of the uh-uh. universe I'm not sure <laughs> not sure but he was under hypnosis when he said this okay mm-hmm. quote unquote under hypnosis mm-hmm. later out of hypnosis you know later he was he denied the claims but said there is a slight possibility his energies have an extraterrestrial connection so maybe he was abducted as a kid and now he can bend spoons I don't know <laughs> It was the aliens experiment. They're like, they can never catch on to this. They'll, they'll never know. They'll say it's fake. <laughs> yeah. And it, it seems like because of the way he kind of like, I don't know, some of the things that he claimed, people really didn't believe the things that he would say. Mm-hmm. So it was said that he had a life, and he's still alive, by the way, he had a life full of outrageous claims. And over the years, his tricks have baffled scientists and enraged his rivals. <laughs> well, think about it. If you're trying well, to be a magician and right. someone's doing that, you got to say that yeah. it's fake. Uh-huh. You're, you're pissed. Because you don't know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he claimed that or it was said that he may have even had a second career as a CIA spy. Oh, really? Yep. And according to a BBC documentary, he used he used his psychic powers in an attempt in an attempt to wipe secret Soviet computer records. <laughs> Wait, which is much different. I know. <laughs> I'm like, what? Where does that even come from? Yeah, that's where my. Mom's like, it sounds man. like he's just trying to manifest, and maybe things just got lucky yeah. for him. You go from spoon bender to yeah. uh, wiping secret Soviet computer mm-hmm. records. It's It was also alleged that he tried to disable military radar and influence the mind of a Russian negotiator during Cold War arms talks in Geneva by beaming peace messages at his head. So oh he was watching a, a talk in Geneva of... Like, during the Cold War, it was a Russian negotiator. He's talking about blah, 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 blah. And he was like, okay, I'm going to... I'm watching this guy. I don't know if it's So he TV. was not there. He I, was it might have been on TV. It. I don't know. But he was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna beam messages of peace 
from my mind to this to this Russian negotiator. Yeah. And wait, I don't know the outcome of that. I was going to say, what was the outcome? Is that why he's saying? Because it did say he was trying. There's no proof one way or the other, though. Like, <laughs> like being peace here. Like, if that was the thing, we would all be fucking doing that for world peace, right? Yeah. Like, what? Right. Ugh. I know. That guy, he seems like he's definitely full of himself. <laughs> they are outrageous claims, but they are. hey. <laughs> all right. Maybe they're true. So I got him out of the way. I had him on my list first just to get him out okay. there. I gave him a mention just because he was one of the more famous ones. Okay. But other than that, let's just move on. Next, we have Angelique Cotton. Oh. And this is from a long time ago. As you see the photo, it's just like a drawing. <laughs> so it is just a drawing. <laughs> it's just a drawing. This is from 1846. There was a, a French peasant teenage girl from a small village near Montagna in Normandy. Again, named Angelique. She exhibited a remarkable phenomena of an electric nature for a period of about 10 weeks. And she became known around France as the electric girl. 10 weeks. 10 weeks, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. The first manifestation of this took place on the evening of January 15th, 1846, when she was weaving gloves, I believe. And I've, I've heard, like, this story told different ways with different details, so I don't know exact but supposedly she was weaving or crocheting or doing something with some other girls that were present so she wasn't alone she was with some other people they were weaving whatever doing whatever little craft okay Mm -hmm. and the table that they were sitting at began to move and vibrate and shake around all of a sudden and they eventually determined that it was because of angelique because it was every time she was near it like the other girls would like get up and walk away and it would only happen when she was near it Okay. So they're like, Sounds okay, like you're doing this. Sure. That's the thing with all of these stories. There's a fine, I feel like there's a fine line between telekinetic abilities and the paranormal. paranormal. Like, what do you, how do you know it's not a poltergeist mm-hmm. or something? Like, right. it's attached. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what was that house we covered? Sutton. Was Sutton? Yes. No. Yes? No. It's all coming together. But, um, yeah, like, the energies that could be formed from, you know, the paranormal mm-hmm. or a poor guys, like, maybe it was just attached to her. Serenity. Serenity. Yes. That was it. Sutton. <laughs> I don't know what Sutton is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so, cute. yeah, they, they think that it was her because as she touched it, it would jump away from her. And they decided to bring in a parish priest to investigate. He was the first one because they obviously, at this time period suspected it was witchcraft or possession <laughs> right okay so i was like why wouldn't they jump to that right away mm-hmm. why telekinesis okay they didn't jump to telekinesis right they just was like this is because of you for some reason Let, let's bring a priest in here and figure it out give you an exorcism mm-hmm. and so he did his investigation i guess he determined that she wasn't possessed and at this point her parents realized that they could make some money on this so they took her to Paris <laughs> and I heard her family claim that she could produce electric em- emanations that allowed her to move pieces of furniture and scissors across so the room that's specific. what I, I know I'm like why scissors and furniture yeah that's very specific and dangerous don't just fly scissors yeah. around the room come on and she would do it? I guess. 
again, I don't have <laughs> proof or like videos from it because it was 1846. Right. But supposedly, she could. And there was a doctor who heard about her abilities. His name was Dr. Tanchu. And he investigated also. He found them to be of an electrical nature, which makes sense. I mean, energy, right? That's yeah. the only way I feel like you could explain being able to move an object is because of energy. Everything, you have an energy, everything has an energy. And now. it would just be anything she told to move or just like if she's sitting at a table, it would move like away from her? Well, that's what I don't understand. Like where that, that first manifestation came from. Like, unless she didn't realize that she was focusing on it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But you'll, you'll see a little bit here as he was testing her, he noticed that, um, so one thing he tried was he had feathers hung on a thread and they would alternately be attracted and repelled by a force emanating from her body. So they would kind of move, swing back and forth when they were close to her. Like a pendulum kind of stuff. Kind of, okay. yeah. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, he probably started with a feather because it's like super duper light, right? right? Mm -hmm. And easy to move. Mm -hmm. So if it's an energy field, maybe like something that light will be affected by it. Okay. Right. She could distinguish between the poles of a magnet by touch also. So she could tell like one north, south mm -hmm. or whatever they call Which it. Which is interesting to be able to to feel that because mm -hmm. I feel like normally you can't from right? like an electric pole right right yeah no you can't really feel it unless you're putting them right opposite unless you end, have two right? that you're messing with but if you just have one mm -hmm. I would think they feel the same we yeah. should have tested we should test that though do you have any do you, do you remember the snake thingies snake thingies the, like the rattle thingies they were like magnets they were like little beads or you could say it looked like the end of like a rattlesnake like rattle hmm no and they would rattle but if you put them on the opposite like you could throw them up and then they would mm -hmm. be a magnet and then if you did the opposite sides you would fight it and it yeah. would just like move your arms mm -hmm. you don't let me pull a picture up all right i'll keep going while you do that yeah um so yeah she could distinguish between the poles of a magnet also he would sit a compass near her and it would be violently agitated in her presence so the comes, which definitely sounds like energy too, mm -hmm. you know. Tables and chairs would leap away from her touch. Well, they call them rattlesnake eggs. Oh, uh, as you were saying it, I'm like, I think I know what she's talking about, but I don't know them called like that. I don't remember what they would have been called, but I, I do know what those are. Yeah, yeah, they make that noise, mm. like, <laughs> yeah, not that noise. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I just remember always fighting the magnet mm -hmm. with that. Anyways, do you have any magnets? I have, like, my kitchen magnet magnets. Yeah, but you don't have a... Mm -mm. You want to be both sides. Mm -mm. That's all right. I should have brought a magnet for a demonstration for today, but didn't think about it. Um, all right, moving on. So, yeah, a compass also would kind of spin around crazy okay. when she was near it. And tables and chairs would leap away from her touch. A bed rocked and shook beneath her. The other ones are like, whoa, like scream energy at the bed, you mm -hmm. know? And still, the table's in question. The furniture things. is weird to me. I don't quite understand how that yeah. one would work. But And like with her parents wanting to make money off of it, like right. where they do it. What do you something? believe? Yeah. yeah. And like that, the furniture in the bed sound more of like almost possession to me or something. Mm -hmm. Like she needs an exorcist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um, when she brought her left wrist near a a lighted candle, the flame of the candle would bend horizontally as if she was blowing on it. 
Oh, that's weird. Just specifically her left wrist. Okay. And as she brought it near a candle flame, the flame would bend all the way over to its side, like trying to get away from her kind of. Mm -hmm. Like her energy of her wrist was pushing it over. But with her right, she didn't. No. She just get fucking burnt. Now, (laughs) for like the other things, would it be, and you probably might not know, like the compass, was it on like her left side versus right or something? I don't know. (laughs) I I would assume it was probably just sat in front of her, Mm -hmm. but probably. Yeah, that's that's odd. It is odd. And the doctor sometimes noticed a cold wind during the phenomena, which again sounds paranormal to me. Yeah, same. <laughs> sounds ghostly. But I don't know. Her power was especially strong in the evenings from seven to nine. Seven to nine. Seven to nine. And again, they said this was a 10 week time. Yeah. So was there like a certain like moon? I don't know. Like astrology phase or something? Maybe. But every night between seven and nine. I wonder what time of year it was. Was that when the sun was? Well, it start, her first manifestation was January. Oh. So. No. Well, I don't know what Normandy sunsets and stuff. Right. I don't think that would really have a factor. But. Well, and this was in Paris. Not that that oh, right, right. Difference, but yeah, I don't, I don't know on that. Hmm. But it's interesting. And it also, so he also found that it radiated only from the front part of her body, especially at her wrist and elbow, but only on the left side. Especially her wrist and elbow, which tell, like... Mm-hmm. And only, like, front and the left side. Like, it's very So specific. if it was behind her, nothing would happen. From what it sounds like, or it just wasn't as strong. But again, maybe. focus, if you need to focus and see. Mm-hmm. She was young. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't control as much, maybe? Probably. It's weird, though. And maybe she, her, maybe her left, she was dominant on the left side. Maybe she was left-handed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could have been why. And you know, people didn't see, didn't believe in being left-handed. Right. It was a no-no. So, I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't have something to do with it, maybe. So it was just stronger in that section of her body. Yeah. What was also weird was her left arm was a higher temperature than the other. Like a lot higher? I don't know. Just in general, that's weird. It is weird. Is she burning up while there's a cold wind blowing by her? (laughs) So, however, nothing would happen if he would have her sit in a chair without her feet touching the floor, if she was made to sit on her hands, okay, if she was standing on a wax floor, wax floor, standing on a piece of oiled silk, or on a plate of glass. (laughs) They had some (laughs) weird experiments. I mean, you didn't have much to work with back then, right? You what a plate of glass will do to your yeah. powers. Or so weird. An oiled silk. I find it like if her feet aren't touching the floor, but it's coming from her arm, that is weird. But I guess so, it could come and radiate down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't or know. Or like, it, it has something. I was about to say something that wasn't like a conduit or something. And like a wax floor, any. wouldn't it? Right. But like, what are you normally on? It? I don't know. Were they on? 1846 so it probably would yeah mostly 
I don't know. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just like, I'm not getting too far and into this because it's it escalated <laughs> too. It's like, don't touch the floor, sit on your hands. Okay, we're going to pull a wax floor in because, you know, some people have that. But now let's get an oiled silk and some glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just one last bit for her. Every time this happened to her, she was seized with terror and was extremely hyperesthetic. Her muscles would convulse and her heart rate would increase to 120 beats a minute. So this was not good for her. No. And her... Oh, my God. So I'm glad it only lasted 10 weeks. Well, did it only last 10 weeks because she died? Did we look at her I didn't see that, no. (laughs) I think... I don't know. She just probably quit. The force was so excessive that a 60-pound table would rise into the air if her apron merely touched it. That, I'm just like, what? That, that, again, escalated. Yeah. Her apron... Oh, because it's 18... (laughs) Yeah, of course she's wearing an apron. Yeah. I was like, why is she wearing an apron? <laughs> she's always wearing an apron. All right, that's all I have for her. But yeah, because yeah, again, it was so long contradicting, ago. too. Yeah. Because, like, well, and her I, apron touched it, but then before you're saying, they were saying, and like, it, it's with her left. Again, like, a lot of the different accounts I read were, had different details. Ooh, excuse me. So, this had a little bit pulled from everything gotcha. that I found. So, that's, right. that could also be why it's kind of all over the place. Some claimed, like, crazy shit happening and some not so much, maybe. So, hmm. it is what it is. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And, you know, word of mouth by that point. So, like... We're getting closer to it being, like, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. And anything. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Next we have Stanislawa Tomzik, I think. I don't know. Um, so, she lived from 1885 to 1975. I had from birthdays from Stanislaw. So she was a Polish medium in early 20th century. She claimed to be able to perform acts of telekinetic levitation by way of an entity she called Little Stasia. Huh. This seems a little bit more legit. Well, and this Maybe is it's just the names. <laughs> it could be. But this is also where... I don't know. It definitely sounds paranormal and she's literally calling it an entity and she's a medium mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. in 1905 her abilities appeared after a nervous reaction to the trauma of being arrested during a riot and briefly jailed so she has had this shit going on and kind of traumatized her and supposedly that's when her powers came to be and she started to exhibit spontaneous psychokinetic phenomenon this included raps so like raps on like a table or a wall or whatever. Okay. Or knocks. Raps. Knocks. Yeah, use knocks next time. Okay. <laughs> Thought you were about to spit out some raps. Table- <laughs> Tables and chairs moving without contact. Moving of objects close to her as well as outside of the room that she was in. Or even in another room with its door shut. Huh. Which also sounds very paranormal to me and not even related to her. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. But then you think about, like, but what about all the paranormal stories we're hearing now? Is that actually someone's just telekinetic and they don't realize it's them doing these things? Right. But I wonder how old she was when she was... This was 1985. Oh, yeah, because she was born. She was born in 1885. She was, like, 30. Wait. 30. 20. 20. Sorry. You threw me off. I'm sorry. 20. 20 years old. Okay. That's pretty young. But still, maybe you're just, like, understanding your body and feelings. Yep. You're sitting on some emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
The phenomena could be induced experimentally when she was in a light trance. So if she was put under trance, supposedly, like, whoever had her in trance could induce it that way. Which... That makes me... <laughs> that creeps me out. I know. That's why it like, seems like... Are you sure you just didn't have, like, multiple personalities? Which she said... I mean, she called her a, a separate entity that she called Little Stasia. Like, Little Stasia's here. It's creepy. Yeah. It's really creepy. It reminds me, though, of the show, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. And, like, Nadja... Do you remember... Like, it's been so long. She... So she's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And... But her human soul or something was its own thing so she ended up putting that into a doll oh yes and so yes. she has there's like Your two little of them. yeah 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 so that's what it reminds me of but um anyway <laughs> so she again it could be induced during a light trance and at, at these times she expressed a secondary personality who identified herself again as a little stasia so it it was either a separate entity altogether and mm-hmm. it was like more paranormal than it was her. Yeah, like that's how she could like Or it was part of her, but she just named it. Yeah. Something. I don't know. It's weird. Um many claimed she was a fraud. So magicians and skeptics, which everyone thinks that all these people that claim these things are frauds. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But magicians and skeptics suspected that. A psychokinesis of objects that she was performing involved the use of a fine thread or hair running between her hands to lift and suspend the objects in the air. This was confirmed when physical researchers who tested her occasionally observed the thread. So they said, wait, wait, wait. So, so if you go up to, I have a couple of pictures there. So she would use a piece of hair to they, move they believe. Stuff? So they think if you see the pictures and just, you know, We'll have this in the show notes, but you can also search it. You'll see her hands are kind of up in the air. There's a pair of scissors in between that first picture, in between her hands there. Oh, yeah, like metal ones. Uh And then in that second picture next to it, it's like a ball or something. But the way her hands are, it almost looks like she's holding a thread. Oh. And maybe that ball or whatever it is is attached to that thread. But I feel like you would clearly, if you were in the room, you would see that she had... You would. You would. And, like, it would have to be a strong... For scissors, it would have to be fucking strong. You wouldn't be able to use a hair. No, it'd snap. So, um, but in that last picture there, there was another magician who duplicated it. Or who mimicked what she did, and he used, like, a thread or something. But they're saying she would just weave it in between her fingers, like it would snap just from that tension. Yeah, I don't know that I, again, I'm sure, because it's magicians, other mm-hmm. magicians and right. skeptics that are saying this stuff. They're so like, they could just impossible. try to be disproved because they can't do it themselves, kind of thing. Like right. you mentioned with the spoon bending guy. Mm-hmm. So it could just be that. Um, but yeah, so who really knows? Yeah, seriously. It's hard to say. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Nina Pulagina. Um, she lived from 1926 to 1990, so it's a little Wait, more recent. Did you mean to skip the levitation? Well, that was... I kind of explained that in the picture. So another magician, like, duplicated Uh-oh. one of the things that she did, and it just happened to be... Oh, um, sorry. I thought a that glass was... glass beaker. Okay. I think I was just thrown from the glass. Yeah. Thing. He had a... He duplicated what she did, and he used, like, a hidden thread. 
Which is a glass beaker that has to be a strong thread. I was just about to say that. And it's not, how is it even hidden anyway? What are you pulling it through? Yeah. Maybe like attached to your cuffs or something like. Yeah, but even the glass, you'd have to put like holes in it, right? For it to mm-hmm. connect something through. Yeah. Unless it was wrapped around it somehow. Um. But like, you, you would see that? someone starting it. Like you. Yeah. You know, it was the 1900 though. Yeah. Like very gullible mm-hmm. people who just True. wanted entertainment. And that maybe they weren't like close. Like maybe he was up on stage and you couldn't really like, see that closely, mm-hmm. I guess. Are magicians still like a big thing? Probably just in Las Vegas. Okay. I feel like we kind of lost that yeah. form of entertainment. Which I, I'll be honest, and this is, I'm nerding out a little bit, but when I was younger, I had a magic kit. Yeah. And like, of course you did. Okay, fuck off. I had like, you know, a trick deck of cards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what else was in there really. But did you get people? I didn't really try. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I, did, I don't know that I actually really tried it with any, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think I just like messed with what was in there. I don't know. The deck of cards was cool though. So in order to like the cards themselves, the whole deck, like one end of it was shaved a little bit slimmer than the other end. Oh. So whenever you were having someone pick a card, you would flip the deck around, have them put it back in. And then when you would shuffle it up normally, like not really mix it up, but just do a normal shuffle. Mm-hmm. And then when you were feeling the deck, you could feel where that one card Shouldn't jutted be. out a little bit from the others because it was flipped the other way around mm-hmm. because they were all like one end of them was slimmer than the other. So you could tell if one was turned the other way because it stood out. Oh. So you'd grab that part of the deck, you'd cut it, and you'd show them their card, and you're like, there it is. Huh. Which I'm sure maybe that's how most card tricks are done. I have no idea. I never looked really into it, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I've never really looked into it. I feel like I don't want to ruin it for myself. That's the thing. I know. Like, I'd rather not know. Yeah, I want to be like, you know when there's like a street magician? Mm-hmm. You know, because we find them so often <laughs> where we live. <laughs> I will say, I used to watch uh, Chris Angel a lot. Oh, I did Um He's such a douche, though. But yeah, yeah. But, or, like, the dice games and stuff. Just yeah. Like, oh, you got me. But I don't want to be like, I know how you did that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ruin it. I want to believe it's magic, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so next we have Nina Kulagina. She lived from 1926 to 1990. So this is a more recent case. She was a Russian psychic woman who claimed to have telekinetic abilities in the 1960s. She demonstrated the ability to move small objects without physical contact, but the scientific community criticized the lack of proper controls in her experiments, just like everything else. They didn't believe her. It started in the early 1960s after she was hospitalized for a nervous breakdown. So again, we have another case of trauma Mm -hmm. and then it materializes. She had a nervous breakdown, possibly due to chronic pain or trauma from when she was injured when she was 17 as a radio operator in a tank regiment um, during the Red Army's defense of Leningrad during the Nazi siege. I don't know. She was involved in the war. So major trauma. Yes. And so she had a nervous breakdown. And supposedly after that is when things started to get weird. So she heard on the radio about a woman who could see colors with her fingers and realized that she could do the same thing. See colors with her fingers? For example, while she was in the hospital, she was able to pick desired colors of embroidery string out of a bag without looking at it first. So by touch? She could tell which color was which by touch. Did she was right? Yeah. 
According to her. I don't know. According to herself. Okay, I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just could be really good luck. Good luck. And or how many maybe... cars do you have? <laughs> Plus, like, did you touch them before? Do you know what the difference mm. is of the, like... Do they feel the same? Yeah. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did they try with anything other than thread? Well, that was just where it first demonstrated itself. Okay. She was like, oh, she heard about some other woman on the radio that could, again, sense what colors were with her hands. She was like, I can do that too. Because I was just, you know, doing my embroidery and I was able to pick out exact colors that I needed. She's like, oh, I, guess- I must have this too. Yeah, that's right? where I misunderstood. I mm-hmm. thought she went and tested it after. No, she was just like, this, I think, happened to me. So she went home to her husband and she demonstrated to her husband. While blindfolded, she was able to pick out colors, could also read text, discern dates and coins, and accurately reproduce simple drawings that her husband did in a different room. This goes beyond telekinetic abilities. I was say, <laughs> she has a lot. Right. Like, there's that's a lot. Yeah, and if you're going to say you don't believe her... Oh, you can put that down if you want. Maybe you don't. And you could say that her and her husband were working together. It's really hard to say. <laughs> right. Or did he give clues with the foot? Yeah. Because is he the only witness account of that? That's, mm-hmm. that's a good argument. Yeah. After a few weeks of them, like, doing their own demonstrations at home, or, like, you know, tricks, or little, I don't know, tests... After a few weeks, they ended up telling a doctor about what was going on with her and that she had abilities. And then she was, the doctor investigated for two years with her. Did they get any findings? Yes. So some documented abilities include moving small objects without touching them. Some of these objects include matchsticks, an empty box of matches, a cigarette that she was able to move while it was, so the cigarette was standing up on end, okay, not laying down flat, but standing up. Like, on his butt. And she was able to move that across the table without knocking it over, without touching it. So very light objects, but still proof of moving Mm -hmm. objects. She was able to move an empty metal salt shaker and a wristwatch. And it seems like a lot of these just things around the house. Are yeah, but the cigarettes yeah. still blowing my mind. Because one, you know, for a cigarette to even stand like that, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they were just packed differently too. But they fall. Yeah. So there's like, no way that you could, I don't, in my opinion, that you could fake that. Because if you were maybe blowing on it or something mm-hmm. or trying to move it. It fall over. It's going to fall over. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, if, if it's not falling over, she's able to keep it upright. Yeah, so you have, like, the energy of, like, the focus of keeping mm-hmm. it up and moving it. Moving it, yeah. Hmm. Some other documented abilities include distances from up to two meters away, so she can move things from two meters away. Hmm. And objects is... Now, these are all... <laughs> I didn't convert this. Thank you. So, two... A meter is what? Isn't that, like, two and a half feet or something? What's a meter? Three meters equals, wait, you're thinking one meter equals three feet, right? How's it going? Can you look it up for me? I went to the gram thing instead. Oh. By accident. (laughs) Not by accident. (laughs) Two meters and feet is six feet and 6.74 inches. Okay. So quite far. So from, yeah, over six feet away, she was able to move objects. And then... Objects as heavy as 500 grams, which is like one pound. 
1.1 pound. Okay. So a pound, which I mean, I guess that's heavy. Yeah. Thinking about, I mean, it's still telekinesis. Mm -hmm. It's not very heavy, but it's still weight. And she was obviously just starting out too. I mean, I'm sure if she had years of practice, maybe she can move something much heavier than that. Right. She could also move multiple objects at once. A single object out of a group. Oh. Or even two objects in opposite directions. That's wild. That is wild to me. So she can move if you have a a group of cigarettes, okay? Or matches. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. A group of matches laying on table. She can move them all. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. She could also move just one of them out of that group. Or she can move two in opposite directions. That has to take a lot of concentration. A ton of concentration. Mm-hmm. In this case, she could like, like pull a cigarette from a pack and then like move it. This is one of my favorite cases out of the list just because there is so much detail. And, and proof. Like, yeah. And experimental proof. Two years is a long time for people to actually right. commit to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. She could also spin a compass needle 360 degrees either direction. So she could just control it in mm-hmm. a sense. Like, okay. She could stop a pendulum or change the direction of its swing. Oh. Witchy. Witchy. She could prevent a scale from becoming unbalanced after something was placed on one end. Energy. Everything's screaming energy in yes. this. Mm-hmm. The other ones were kind of paranormal. Yeah. This, I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. She claimed, or the doctor claimed to, that she had claimed to have stopped a disembodied frog's heart using only her mind. Wait, 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 wait. That's a what I A disembodied read. frog's heart. So the heart's out of... Yes. The frog. It sounds like. But why, how'd the heart keep... Maybe how, they, how they, is it so maybe they like, did it. With science. <laughs> so they didn't want her to kill it with it in, but they're like, we'll kill it so you can stop it. Well, maybe it was already it dead. Out. They took the frog out and they were able to, like, get the revive it again, kind of. And then she was able to stop it. Oh, I don't know. It was weird. Oh I'm like, why God. do that? Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Try bringing it back. <laughs> try well, bringing it again. We'll get into something like that. So, but during this, the whole frog thing, while she was doing this, her heart rate increased dramatically during the seven minutes it took her to mentally stop the frog's heart. It took 20 minutes for her to prepare for the exercise. So this definitely takes a toll and it takes some like working up to it. I was going to ask, or not really ask, but say that two years, they, they had to have given her some rest mm-hmm. because, or maybe that's why she could only do small objects because they were just over yeah, working her abilities. Could be. But yeah, that has to be mentally draining. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And another experiment that they did relating to heart rates she tried to elevate the heart rate of a human physician in the same room as her, which I don't know why you would want to even volunteer for something like that. But do you think they volunteered or was like, she well, them to stick? it's true. Maybe she, uh, maybe they weren't volunteering, but regardless, they had, or maybe she had something against that physician. She was just like, could be trying. <laughs> so a human physician was in the same room as her. They were both hooked up to EKG machines and 
What did I just say? EKG. Did I say EKG? Yeah. Did I just say EKJ? I think you said G. Okay, thank you. I don't know why I just like questioned what I just said. No, I'm pretty sure you said EKG. <laughs> um, so they were both hooked up to machines, and within a couple minutes, her heart rate was beating at a dangerous rate. And this is why I was trying to stop. No, this was physicians. like. She wasn't trying to stop, but she was trying to increase. Oh, increase, increase, mm-hmm. yeah. But I feel like you could work yourself into that, anticipating it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I don't know how much you can rely on on that experiment. I wonder how this next high one's wild though. I wonder what her heart rate went to. I don't know. I don't have numbers on that. But this next one is freaky. Okay. What is it? So she revived fish that were near dead. <laughs> what? Including one that was floating upside down and one that was lying on the bottom of a tank. Both of them swam for a few minutes after before they did finally die. What did they do to the fish to to make them almost dead? I don't know. (laughs) That's wild because you're also just getting into different species, animal or not, Mm -hmm. like, of how the body works. You know what I mean? Like a frog and fish similar, but then with, like, the position. Right. Just a very wide range. Yeah. And she brought the fish back mm-hmm. to life. Well, I said near dead. But if one's fucking floating upside down, it's pretty, much, it's dead. pretty much dead to me. But she was able to bring that back so it, it even swam for a few minutes. But I'm sure it takes concentration for her to keep it doing that. Mm-hmm. And then when she was, like, tired out, it's done. Mm-hmm. Has to be exhausting. Mm-hmm. It has it's probably to. Like, a, like a puppet, like controlling a puppet, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild. Also, she could induce the feeling of heat on a person's skin with light contact of her hand. That goes back to that young girl with just heat, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, temperatures. Some people, so whenever she would touch them and try to do this, some of them felt pain and even had burn marks without any blisters. Like, it wasn't that bad. It was like they had burn marks from her touching them. And what was also weird was she did that, but there wasn't any actual change in temperature according to a thermometer that they would have stuck in between, like, her hand and their skin. Okay, so heat coming on the person, but they couldn't actually measure the temperature. It wasn't changing. The temperature wasn't changing, but that person felt pain and they would have burn marks after. That's eerie. Yeah. I don't know how you explain that one. I like you. I'm just, like, trying to picture, like, how you could even, like, try to get your body to do that. Yeah. Your mind. Imagine just, like, really hating someone. You're just, like, I hope you have a blessed day and, like, touch their hand and you just, like, give them third-degree burn. <laughs> that would be a fun ability to have sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Um... What's also weird is she would experience, like, a little bit of weight loss during her sessions. So it's, like, each time she did this, it would burn off some of her weight. Which makes sense, I guess. Four and a half pounds is two kilograms. Every time. Oh, my gosh. That's actually, like, a decent amount if they Mm -hmm. were doing that for, like, and if they weren't weren't giving her rest. Right. It took a toll on her, for sure. Had to have. Like, you had her increased heart rate. You had weight loss. You also had extreme exhaustion, dizziness, pain in the neck, upper spine, legs, and general aches. 
And she'd also get like a metallic taste in her mouth, which to me is blood. Blood. She would sometimes require breaks of a day or more in between the sessions. Oh, oh I hope it'd be more for yeah. some of them. I wonder but if she ever got bloody noses or if it I'm, just like I would settled with it. Yeah. yeah, it might just run down her throat if she yeah. was tasting it. Yeah. But huh. There was claims by skeptics, of course, that she practiced deception with hidden magnets and disguised threads were dismissed by, like, skeptics said that, like, she was using threads and magnets and she was just deceiving everybody, but... There's always skeptics. There was no evidence of fraud, according to scientists, which, with this list that they gave us, yeah, I don't know how you would. I feel like you can't really argue this. No. Um, If you want to see, there is a little video here. I'm going to turn mine off, but I'm going to watch it with you. So this is of her. Why is the sound not going? Oh, is it because you're a recording? Do you want me to play it? Maybe, because it must be. Maybe with just the speakers right now. Okay. Yeah. Let me... All right. Ready? Ready. to move. This rare talent for moving objects by force of will alone has been termed psychokinesis or PK. Ninel Kulagina is a Russian housewife who has this ability. These films of her demonstrating PK were made in a Russian hotel room and smuggled out of the country by American researchers. She gets the object moving with gestures of her hands or by fixating the object with nothing more than her eyes. Kolagina has been studied intensively for more than 10 years by Professor Sergeyev at University, mm. who has reported on her work. These films and demonstrations are subjects of unending controversy. Is she a sensitive or a charlatan? You can see it. She's like shaking. Mm-hmm. Demonstrations. It sometimes takes Mrs. Kolagina two to four hours to rev up her supernormal powers. Her pulse races to 250 beats a minute. She loses up to three pounds after a demonstration of psychokinesis. Edward Normal is a Soviet researcher sitting to the left of Inel Kulagina. He reports she was actually much sicker than she looks in the film. Yeah. The strain on her heart was so great we had to stop the camera several times. It's a compass. Seven hours to make the film. Oh, wow. And afterwards, she temporarily could not speak or see. Dude. For days after doing the tests, her arms and legs hurt. She felt dizzy and could not sleep. She described the sensation that usually... We A sensation... Oh, the whole way around. Mm-hmm. Traveling from the base of her spine up to the back of her neck and remaining there as if waiting for her to direct it. You can see she's using her whole like body, like really. Definitely, if you're listening, try to watch the video. It's in. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, like she had to use her hands to get it going, but now she's using her whole body to like spin the compass. By mind over matter, but rather by mind over force field. The Soviets claim they've already devised machines that create magnetic and other kinds. And he's proving there that she doesn't have anything underneath the table to move the compass. 
just sitting in like that with that intense focus, you would have spine problems and mm -hmm. all the energy you're pulling through. The action of the sun and moon also affects the body's force field. Dr. Sergeyev agrees. The most favorable time for PK is during magnetic disturbances of the earth. There you go. Sunspot activity. That makes sense. What is beginning to emerge is a new picture of the human being. Like you can see, the needle is moving, but the whole compass is moving too. Mm -hmm. The pulsing magnetic <laughs> fields of machines, earth, moon, sun, the thoughts and emotions of ourselves and other people. She looks yeah, exhausted. She is so strained. And in turn, the Russians say, our psychic powers. Yeah. So they said 10 years, but I wonder if it was really intense for two, and then obviously they kept checking in with yeah. her. I'm assuming and I could have her typo, it's hard to say. Well, not even that. Yeah. 10 well, years of been... intense experiments, you, they would kill her, I yeah. feel like. Well, they said her pulse was 200 and some, or her mm -hmm. heartbeat was 200 and some a minute, right? Minutes per minute, yeah. It's like, what, 230 or two? That's insane. Yeah, that's not. That's not, not good. good. Mm -mm. Yeah. Wow, that, I mean, right there, all the other ones, you know, I was kind of like, mm -hmm. I can see it, but saying, like, the paranormal field, one, that video yeah. is legit proof, I feel like. I do have one more case. Okay. And another more modern one. So this is a case from the 1980s. This is Felicia... Paris. Paris. Did you just in, did you make that picture bigger? Yeah, I did. Okay. Did I just freak you out? Yeah, for what? <laughs> it was like quite small, and then I just looked <laughs> away from my computer and I looked back, and it was big. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, this is Felicia. This is a case from the 1980s. Where are we at with like where is she at? Because mm, America. Oh, okay. Well, I was about to say. It's weird because they were all in different countries and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, do we not have anything over here? Which I'm sure we do. Yeah, I just kind of picked. <clears throat> I couldn't go through. So, yeah, I just wasn't sure. Hundred cases. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just wasn't sure if. Um, I just tried to pick it was more stronger than... in other countries or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, I tried to pick some of the more well-known ones. Okay. Um, so she claimed to have telekinetic abilities, and she participated in some public demonstrations, and. Let's see. So she was American woman that early 1970s taught herself to move small objects. Okay. So she just kind of started training herself. Yeah. By using psychokinesis and was observed doing during test conditions. She was seen to actually be moving objects. Okay. And the first psychic experience was when she was 16. Young. She became friends with a neighbor's son who went into the air force. The two of them were friends. They were pen pals who wrote to each other all the time. One night, she suddenly found it hard for her to breathe for no apparent reason. All of a sudden, she was like, she couldn't breathe. Didn't know why. Later, I don't know if it was like the next day, but she found out that her friend that she was close to had died that same night that she was having breathing problems due to an undiscovered tumor in his trachea. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah, that's more than just like a feeling. Yeah, this is something bad. Telekinesis here. This is yeah. a different kind of psychic ability. But so that's where her, you know, different abilities first began. And in the 1960s, 
her friend had ended up volunteering her or to participate in ESP experiments and also put her name in. And she scored well at discerning pictures in sealed envelopes. So some of the tests were they would give her a sealed envelope of a picture, like a a shape or something. And she was able to psychically tell what it was without looking at it. That's wild. Again, is that like lucky guesses or I mean can you I like, guess it depends on through it. I, I can't I mean if they're doing the testing, there's no way or, they're gonna allow Or is it like the that. psycho like you're like being analytical of what they would be putting in? I don't know. Hmm. But she so she did really well and scored really well and all of that. And she was invited then to participate in dream telepathy experiments. She experienced crisis impressions during two of these experiments. One of them was a traffic accident of a particular bridge in New York that was possibly related to a friend's motorcycle accident. So she was doing, again, dream telepathy. Mm -hmm. And there was this traffic accident and it kind of lined up at the same time with a friend that had wrecked the night before that she didn't even know about. Okay. Which, I mean, I feel like a lot of us have dreams that kind of... Yeah, I have. Maybe premonitions or after the fact that we didn't know about it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, which we briefly touched on. I think mm-hmm. we should just maybe do an episode with that. But I have a lot of things with, like, dreams and then what has happened in real life. Right. Like, accident-wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this was after the fact. Yeah. For this first one. On the second night of her dream telepathy experiment, she dreamt about her grandmother sitting unconscious in a pool of blood. She then received a call that that exact thing happened, although no. she wasn't, like, seriously injured. Oh, my gosh. But, like, I don't know if she fell or what happened, but she dreamed about which is weird. Mm-hmm. Anytime I would have a dream, I'd be calling mm-hmm. anybody who was in it and be like, are you, are you good? Are you mm-hmm. alive? And <clears throat> so she had watched footage of that previous case that I mentioned of Needle Kuligina. Okay, from the previous film. She observed some of her footage and abilities, and um, she was inspired by her. So that's when she, like, secretly tried to, like, really train herself and replicate what she was doing. So her psychic ability started with these other things, Mm -hmm. right? Like, dreams and, you know. But not telekinesis. Right. But after she witnessed some of the experiments with her, the previous one Mm -hmm. that we just talked about, she's like, I'm going to try and train myself to be able to do those things, too. I don't know why you would, seeing, like, the stress that it caused her. Right. But she first tried by putting herself in a meditative state, which failed. That didn't work for her. Oh. That would be probably my first. Right. You go. Next, she tried to induce a state of anxiety and project it onto the object. That also failed. I mean, that would also be my second one. You you try, like, calm, Mm -hmm. and then you try maybe anger. Yeah. You know, so that also didn't work. Eventually, she did succeed as a result of emotion induced by the impending death of her grandmother. Trauma? Maybe. Anger? Like, fear, probably. Oh, okay. Fear and sadness, maybe? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, again, it's, so it was emotion induced by the impending death of her grandmother. So, like, that feeling you would have of... Oh, like she hasn't hasn't died. Right. She just was having like the dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe she was visiting her grandmother in the hospital, but she had tried to move. So like she was trying her own experiments, and then she went to the hospital to visit her grandmother. And while she was there, and the feelings that she had, 
all of a sudden she reached out to put a, a bottle away and it moved away from her. So then she was like, oh, this is it. This is the feeling that I need to be able to move something. Oh my gosh. How incredible would that be? It's kind of fucked up, but yeah. Like that, that's how work. you have you to feel yeah. to be able to do that. This can't be good for your your nervous system to put yourself in that no. state of feeling. It can't be, but like the fact that you're like, I got it. I figured out how. Mm-hmm. I don't know. After a month of her practicing these movements, like putting herself in that state and trying to actually move things, she became more, the movements became more frequent and controlled. Mm-hmm. She could now move an alcohol bottle. Heavy. Account. Um, there, oh, there's an account here from a parapsychologist named Charles Honerton. The alcohol bottle was actually, this is a quote, the alcohol bottle was actually a small, clear plastic medicine bottle. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was filled approximately one-fourth with um, alcohol. As we arrived in the kitchen, she placed the bottle on the countertop and approximately moved back like a foot away from the edge of the counter. She placed her hands on the edge of the counter and then she just kind of stared at the bottle for two or three minutes. And at that point, she exclaimed that the bottle had moved. He didn't see any movement. (laughs) She was silent for another minute or two. But then the bottle moved one and a half to two inches to his right. I said quote, but I'm just kind of summarizing because this was kind of a long one. So at first, she claimed that she saw it move when she was trying to move it. Oh, but they did The doctor was like, or the scientist was like, no, I didn't see it. But then all of a sudden, she was still concentrating and then he did see it move a couple inches. I'd give you the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. He went and picked up the bottle and examined it carefully to make sure she wasn't like pulling something. Yeah, or that there wasn't like moisture on it that was making it move oh yeah like if you get like water or an ice cube and slides nothing attached to it It there's no moisture on it he put it back on the counter to see if it would slide by itself nothing the bottle did not move later she again placed her fingers on the edge of the counter and this time the bottle began slowly to move forward and to the right of the doctor in kind of a curved trajectory Mm. So which not is just different, like a, not yeah. just like a straight line. Normally they're small, yeah. straight lines. It curved around. Hmm. It stopped and started again three times. And then finally, after reaching a distance of approximately four and a half inches from where it first started, it reversed direction and returned back the other way and then stopped. And in the following months, she repeated the same kind of thing under his observation. Okay, so at least the one consistency is it's the same. Yes. Uh, observer. Mm-hmm. Doctor, right? Or who did, what did you say? Par- Parapsychologist. Yes. Um, she also learned to deflect the needle of a compass from north. So she was able to kind of do what the others are able to do and control the needle. Do you think that's easy? Like, if so many people are doing that? Or is that, like, the proof of you're doing it? You know what I mean? I don't think it is easy. Can't be. No. I wish we had a compass. (laughs) Do you have a compass? Is there one on this thing? I don't know why there would be one on this thing, but there's... What is that? Is that a compass? Well, it kind of looks like a compass. It's very tiny. Yeah. (laughs) Try to move it with your mind. Okay. Or your energy from your hands. My solar-powered battery <laughs> has a compass. Okay. Um, March 1972, a photographer and amateur magician named Norman Moses filmed her abilities while she was doing them. And she moved objects that had been placed under a 15-pound glass jar. 
So she moved them from underneath the jar. Well, she could move the jar up. They were no, the jar didn't move. She was able to move the objects that were inside of it because they were like. Oh, it was. I thought they were like using the jar to like. No, it was kind of like to make sure that she wasn't touching it in any way Mm. with anything. That makes sense. So she was able to go through the glass with her abilities to move whatever was inside of it. Okay, and she was able to. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was able to move the ob- objects that included an empty pill vial, a pill vial partially filled with water, several small corks, some pieces of twisted aluminum foil, and a pocket compass. That's so those were they're like heavier than yeah. So those were the stuff. objects they placed in that glass jar. She was able to move all of those. Okay, individually or as a group. I think they did one at a time. Okay. Um, the vial with the water in it moved 10 inches. The compass made a full revolution. The foil appeared to have been charged with electricity. Oh, so not, not, one, her, not they prior, see, but afterwards. Right. So as she was trying to move it, it looked like it was like maybe sparking, I guess. Huh. Which is interesting. <laughs> in another experiment, she was able to physically awaken a sedated mouse. Or maybe more than that, mice. Which, poor mice. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, what, people are just bringing things back to life here? Well, this was just sedated. Awake here? Drug. <laughs> so to be able to fight the drugs, right. too. Or was it just lucky? Did the mouse just wake up? Like, yeah, I don't know. At that time. I don't know how you... Pr- I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, what, 70s, so... wonder how long it took her to charge her stuff. Because, I, you know... I don't know. I saw that. I mean, she also trained herself. Yeah. For a while, I think, before doing demonstrations, but... I don't know. Um, a quote I have here, to succeed at psychokinesis required Paris to concentrate intensely on the object until all else disappeared, envisioning its movement. So you're kind of picturing it in your head, ignoring everything else, just focusing on that one thing. I can't and do that seeing shit. it move in your mind, right? <laughs> I know it's so because of the focus, Fo- her, her lack of focus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her heart rate, respiration, and blood pressure rose significantly. As again, same thing was observed in the last one we talked about, Kulagina. Not good for your nervous system. Sometimes she perspired or trembled. Her eyes and nose ran. And she was left feeling tired and uh, unable to speak coherently for a short time. Her <laughs> eyes ran like crying or like yeah, blood coming out of no. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> woo. She therefore, because of this, so she therefore decided to discontinue the demonstrations, drained by the effort and discouraged by having repeatedly to overcome the skepticism of strangers. So she's kept, you know, trying to prove herself and it would do this to her body. And she's like, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah, you're draining yourself. When she was asked how to perform psychokinesis, she answered, keep your hands away from it and believe you can do it. I can tell you not, I can tell you not to bother if there's any doubt in your mind that this cannot be done because you are defeated already. So she's like, you pretty much have to believe in yourself. Well, I'm trying to move this fucking compass and it's not working. But I'm not focusing. You're not very hard. <laughs> she notes that heavier objects are not more difficult to influence than lighter ones, except as a psychological barrier. So that's in your head. So, uh, it is, but at the same time, they're not moving like a car. 
Right. So you can't really say that. I know. She can't like, really. Like, yeah, you're doing heavier things in a cigarette or an empty matchbox, mm-hmm. but. You're not. Yeah. Don't tell me, like, there is no limit mm-hmm. when you're, you know, you know what I mean? It's still cool, though. Yeah. So I did include also, there's a week, uh, a wiki how on how to move things with your mind. So if you guys want to check that out, we'll have the link in there. Um, Concent- <laughs> one. Concent- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I didn't look at this yet. So we can oh, you haven't? Uh-uh. Oh, there's but a lot of parts. Yeah, it's how to how to develop telekinesis. Number one, obviously, focusing your thoughts. I even do it. <laughs> um, to meditate daily to improve your mental discipline. I just need to do that. In I just need me too. Uh, three, practice visualizing objects with as much detail as possible. So, kind of close your eyes and just picture it, whatever object it is that you're focusing on. Okay. You actually walk me through. I'm going to move this compass and I'm going to get into the state. All right. So picture the compass in your mind. Picturing it. As much detail as you can. Okay. All right. Be patient. I was just going to say, you're going to move forward. The next one is just to be patient. Okay. I'm picturing this compass. Okay. But I have zero patience. So So that was part one. That's just on like focusing your thoughts. That's how to focus your thoughts, I guess. Okay. Again, I haven't looked at this prior to this moment. (laughs) But you can download all the articles if you're on here. Okay. Um, Part two is reaching out to an object. Okay. So step one of that is to concentrate on a small object and nothing else. So you want to place a small object like a pencil or a matchstick in front of you. Oh, maybe a compass is too hard to start with here. I don't want a fucking pencil. I have pens. Enough. All right, we have a pen. This looks light. Okay. Let me look at it so I can picture it. So, okay, so in front of you, meditate to clear your mind and get in the zone. That's the thing. We're not going to do this like right now because I'm sure you don't need hours of this. <laughs> Keep going. Clear your mind. Quiet the racing random thoughts and just see the object clearly with your mind's eye. Okay. Next, focus on the connection between you and the object. I feel it's pull. It wants me to sign stuff. Once you- <laughs> <laughs> so once you've learned to control your thoughts and visualize the objects, concentrate on the energy that links you and the outside world. Visualize the matter and energy that flows through you, other objects, and the space between. See the boundaries between you and the outside objects fade away. And remind yourself that you and the object are one system. You're connected. You are the pen. Mm-hmm. The pen is you. <laughs> this is the idea that like my meditation I, I don't know what you're doing, but I love it. So I guess this is the idea that forms the basis of telekinesis is you are the you and the object, the object though. We're getting there. Okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Next. Visualize clearly how you want to manipulate the object. Okay. Imagine exactly how you want the object to move. Decide whether you wish to pull, push, crush it, spin it, bop it, twist it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say. Simon says. Right? That's what it was? No, no bop it. <laughs> well, Simon says the same thing or different. I don't know. Didn't they? No, I think bop. Okay, anyways. Focus. 
Yes. Yeah, see, this is why you can't be telekinetic. So imagine what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Really focus on how you want it to move. See it in your mind's eye. Really concentrate. Visualize just one single motion only. And try not to get distracted or imagine moving it in various ways. Just concentrate on that one action. Next, focus your intention on the object. Say centered on the object and send your intention to it as you would your arm or leg. Wait, can I open my eyes yet or do I still have to have a close? The picture doesn't show the eyes, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to picture the object or look at it right now. Okay. Mm. Okay. But anyway, pretend it's like an extension of you, like an arm or a leg. Remember not to let your thoughts strain and focus on just one movement. You're one with the object, so attempt to move it as you would any other part of your body. Don't get discouraged if your first attempts are unsuccessful. (laughs) It's not moving, people. So that was part two. Part three is doing telekinetic exercises. Number one. I moved. You're a liar. Work on feeling the energy that flows through your body. Flex every muscle in one of your arms from your shoulder to your fist for 10 or 15 seconds. I don't know, I'm not going to go through all this, but there's exercises on this list also. Okay. And basically before you start doing it, you need to like envision energy in between your hands. Maybe like there, there's energy and you're practicing, you're moving the energy in between your hands. And then you're going to move that energy into the object yeah. and move it around. It's hard. It's going to take a lot of practice. We're not going to be able to do this right now. I guarantee it. Oh, that'd be cool though. But, oh, another practice here is you could focus on a candle flame. So light a candle, clear your mind, and let the flame fill your thoughts. Watch it flicker and move. And as you focus, try to move it with your mental energy. Till I catch my fucking house on fire. Oh, I'll go to sleep. <laughs> Well, no. I just mean I like get so much energy that it goes. Like, well, don't do that. Anyways, and then it just says to you know change up your exercises, and it says to stop when you feel mentally and physically tired. <laughs> they did that to cover their ass. <laughs> uh, so like, anyway. they're not responsible for you dying. Yeah, please go check out the wiki how and let me know if you guys are able to. Yeah, move something with your mind and please record it so I can see it. We're going to try on our own. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, I am. Well, that was fun. That was my episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Good. I didn't realize that, like, you know, starting off when you said there wasn't any, like, evidence and mm-hmm. proof or whatever. I figured there were stories, but I didn't realize, like, the Nina one's really mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. It's and just so was the, what was her name? Felicia, her yeah. race or whatever. So it's just still not enough in the eyes of science to <clears throat> say it's real. That's fair, I guess. But it's real. I think it's like real. how can you fake that girl? I don't know. You can't. No. Especially like Russians like putting that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, good job, dude. Thanks. I hope you guys had fun. I hope you learned something. Um, I hope you keep listening to our episodes. Yeah, you love us. So don't forget to follow our (laughs) Facebook page, Unprofessionals Asking Questions. Please follow. Please like our post. Please comment and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And our Instagram page is UAQPod. Same thing there. Please follow. Please like. Please message us. We also have an email that you can directly email us. Any questions or recommendations of topics that you want to hear at... uh, 
UAQPod at gmail.com. Thank you. Our website is uaqpod.com. You can listen to episodes there. You can submit also questions and topic recommendations on there as well. You can also, like, you can listen through the website, but you can find us, like, it will link you right to where you want to listen. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you prefer Apple Podcasts, but, like, don't want to search it or can't find it in the search, Mm -hmm. you can go to the website and it will directly link you. Yeah, there should be a button that says listen here or listen now or something. Some people have questions. Yeah. So, if you go to the website, you'll be able to get to wherever you need to go. Yes. Yeah. Um, and wherever you are listening, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, especially those two, please follow the podcast so that you can get updated on all new episodes. And please also rate the podcast. It really, really helps us get out there a little bit more and be seen. So thank you. Please do that. Yeah. And don't forget, we have a Patreon page set up. If you feel like donating, it is patreon.com slash UAQ. Every dollar donated goes towards the podcast and making it a better experience for everyone. So thank you guys. We love you. We love you. See you next time. Bye.